Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. When Tumbleweed Jones left the cave of the Buffalo Bones to fetch the horses, he was attacked from behind and knocked unconscious. A moment later, an avalanche of rocks and earth blocked the entrance to the cave, imprisoning Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen. But Kent, taking advantage of the absolute darkness to assume his true role of Superman, cleared an exit from the cave and, with Jimmy, started off in search of Tumbleweed. In Dead Man's Gulch, the ghost town near the cave, they heard muffled cries and found Tumbleweed bound and gagged behind a locked door in one of the deserted houses. Freeing him, they were about to start back to the ranch when they heard a strange something coming from the room above them. As quietly as possible, they crept up the creaky old stairs. Shh. Be as quiet as you can. I'm trying. These steps are so creaky. Careful you don't go through, Jim. Them boards is pretty rotten. Ah, here's the top of the stairs. Let's see. Something is coming from that room on the right. Stop. Shh, quiet. There it goes again. Yeah. It's just like it was before. When I was tied up downstairs, starting and stopping every couple of minutes. Look, Tumbleweed. You and Jimmy stand against this wall. I'll try the door. Ain't that a mite risky? Don't worry. I'll be careful. It isn't locked. Golly. It stopped again. You two stay where you are. I'm going to try something. Ain't no telling what's in there, Mr. Kent. We'll soon find out. Here goes. Come out with your hands up. We've got you covered. I said come out. We've got you covered. Don't appear to be nobody in there. Oh, yes, there is. I picked up a piece of candle and some matches downstairs. Want me to light it? Yes, Jim. Light it and give it to me, will you? Here you are. Okay, thanks. Now, let's look over in that chair. It's a boy. Well, yep, all tied up like I was. Quick, help me untie him. Gosh, gag almost covers his whole face. I'll take it off. There. What? Why, that ain't no boy. Tumbleweed's right. That's a girl. Well, all right, instead of just talking about her, let's give her a hand. She's fainted, so the first thing to do is get her out of that chair. Right you are, Miss Kent. Got to get her head down so that the blood will get back to her. That's right. 
Here, give me a hand. We can yes. stretch her out here on the floor. And Jimmy. Yes, sir. Rubber wrists. Whip up the circulation, okay, will you? Okay, Mr. Kent. That's it. All right, now. Here, Tumbleweed. Ease her down. Yes, easy does it. Here, easy. There we are. Poor little girl. She's as white as a sheep. Oh, she probably fainted from fright when we opened that door and barged in. Wait a minute, Mr. Kent. What? Here's her hat lying on the floor. And... Well, just look at it. What is it, Jimmy? Look what she was wearing, stuck through the hat. A silver arrow. Well, well I'll be hog tied. Let me see that, Jimmy. Yes, sir. It's just like the three we've got. Hand hammered out of a flat piece of silver with with something faintly engraved on it. No kidding, Mr. Kent. Well, what's it say? Oh, wait a minute, Jimmy. You need to come too. Oh, what happened? Oh, let me let me out of here. Easy now, Miss. Easy. Don't be alarmed. We're your friends. No, don't touch me, please. We're not going to hurt you. We're friends. We found you tied to the chair. Now, just you relax. Thanks. What are you doing here? Well, it's a long story, miss. We were downstairs when we heard you thumping. Yeah, that's how we happened to find you. Gosh, if we'd known there was a girl tied up here, we wouldn't have wasted so much time sneaking around. That's right. Your pounding on the floor had us kind of worried for a spell. Well, we had no idea what it could be. And a lot of things have happened to us today in this ghost town. Lots of things have happened to me, too. But I'm grateful to all of you for finding me here and releasing me. My name's Mary Lewis. Oh, mine's Clark Kent. I'm a reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet. This is Jimmy Olsen, our copy boy, and this is Tumbleweed Jones. Howdy, ma'am. Sure am pleased to meet you. So am I, Miss Lewis. You've no idea how happy I am to meet all of you. You certainly arrived at the psychological moment. Well, thank you, Miss Lewis. I'm glad we were able to help you. Please call me Mary. Oh, all right, we will. Now, Mary, do you want to tell us how you came to be tied up in this deserted house? Well, to begin with, I, I arrived in Lost Valley late this afternoon. Oh, by train? Yes. I rode out here right after I checked in at the hotel and changed my clothes. Uh-huh. Well, along about nightfall, I, I was poking around in these old buildings looking for something. And suddenly I heard footsteps coming up behind me, but I couldn't see anyone. It scared me nearly out of my wits. So I let out a scream and ran into a cellar. Well, that must have been the scream we heard. Like the scared Jimmy here night of death. Yeah. It must have been Jimmy that frightened you. Why, gee whiz, I wasn't really scared. Uh, well, we won't go into that. Well, I admit I was. I stayed crouched in that cellar for over an hour. It was dark as pitch. Then suddenly I heard a grinding sound, like rocks rubbing together. Then I had a strange feeling that someone else was in the cellar with me. And when I looked around... I... I could just make out a tall, crouched figure. Holly, who was it? Don't interrupt you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. I wanted to scream, but I couldn't. My voice was paralyzed with fright. I stood there watching that figure come closer and closer. And then suddenly everything began to swim before me and... Then you fainted? Oh, no. Oh, first I, I heard a deep voice say, I know what you've come for. What everybody else wants. But you will never live to find it. Oh? And everybody, everything went black and... When I came to, I was tied up here where you found me. I realized I couldn't cry out with my mouth gagged, so I tapped my heel on the floor. But I guess I fainted again before you arrived. Hmm. Huh. I don't suppose you'd be able to identify the man in the cellar. Oh, no, Mr. Kent. It was so dark I couldn't see him. Mm -hmm. But I think I'd recognize his voice if I heard it again. I, uh, I was wondering, ma'am, what brings a pretty stranger like you to this old ghost town, Dead Man's Ghost? I came out here to look for something. Well, what could you possibly hope to find in this deserted town? 
I'm sorry, Mr. Kent, but I don't think I can tell you. Oh, Mr. Kent, why don't you ask Miss Lewis about that silver arrow? What? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Where did you get that silver arrow you wear on your hat? What? Well, that's just an ornament. Are you sure that's all it is? Of course. Why do you ask? Well, because we have three of them. Three silver arrows exactly like the one on your hat. Look. Oh. You see? They're mates. Same size, same weight, same hand hammering. And say, Mr. Kent, hmm? you forgot to read the engraving on that arrow of hers. Oh, you're right, Jimmy. Here, let me... What's it say, Mr. Kent? Ah, very interesting. Well, what's it say? I shot an arrow into the air. T'will fall to earth. I know not where. Why, say that... If he who finds it has no fear, he'll search in the stream neath the galloping steer. Why, that's the same as the first arrow we found. Yes, Jimmy, exactly the same. Well, I'll be... Where did you get those arrows? We just found them, ma'am. We had lots of trouble figuring out where they were located, too. It was like a treasure hunt. Like a treasure hunt? Yes, you see, we found the first one accidentally. The verse on it led us to the second, and there was a verse on that one, too, which led to the third. And the third one? Where does that lead to? Uh, we don't know yet. No, you see, we just found that tonight in a cave where Jimmy and I were trapped. And I was clunked on the head and tied up in this building. Mm-hmm. And that brings us right back to you and your silver arrow. Uh, will you tell us where you got it? Oh, I suppose I should. Especially since it's obvious to me now that we're both looking for the same thing. Well, you mean you're on the trail of the silver arrows, too? Yes. That is, I'm searching for what the silver arrow leads to. I never knew there was more than one. Well, so far, we have three, and yours makes four. There may be others. But suppose you start from the beginning. Uh, forgive me for buttoning in, Mr. Kent. Huh? But this sounds like it might be a long and interesting story which will take time to tell. Why don't we hightail it back to the ranch, get some hot fodder under our belts, and be in the right frame of mind to listen? Oh, golly. I almost forgot about not having any supper. Well, I think it's very thoughtful of you, Tumbleweed. Mary must be hungry, and so are we. I guess your story will keep until we get back to Tumbleweed's ranch. Well, it? sure it will. But really, I don't think I should impose on all of you anymore. I can go back to the hotel now, and... Now, ma'am, I won't have none of that. Tumbleweed's ranch is always open to whoever ain't too proud to be my guest. Just you make up your mind you ain't going back to no hotel tonight. Sure. It'll give Tumbleweed a chance to make some use of that fancy guest room in his ranch house. It's too nice for Mr. Kent and me. Well, if you're sure I'm not intruding... Of course not, Mary. Tumbleweed's invitation is sincere, believe me. And uh, he's a wonderful host, too. No, I ain't neither. But I'll do my best to see that you're comfortable. You don't know how much that means to me because... Well, I, I dreaded spending a night alone in that hard little hotel after this ordeal I went through today. Sure, sure, we understand. Well, let's not waste any more time. It'll take us an hour to get back to the ranch. Okay, let's mosey. Hope Cookie's kept some food hot for us. Don't you worry none about that, Jim. You'll have something. What was that? Look, over there in the wall. Another silver arrow. Sir, it's a silver arrow, all right. Just like ours. And it's got a note attached to it. Jim, bring that candle closer, will you, so I can read it? Uh-huh. That's it. Quick, what does it say? Wait a minute. It says, Leave now and don't never come back. Give up looking for more silver arrows or you'll be finding them in your backs. Well, one thing is certain. The ghost town of Dead Man's Gulch is hiding someone who is very much alive. Someone who knows more about the mystery of the silver arrows than our friends. What is the mystery? And what part does Mary Lewis play in it? Don't fail to hear the next episode. 
Tune in and follow the story with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.